Do you ever have one of those moments where you think, how the hell did I get here? Jeez, what happened to me? I was ruling the galaxy. Had a cherry new battle station. I mean, this place had an omelette bar. A straight-up omelette bar. And now look. My former interns tossing me down a bottomless freaking pit. <sighs> you know, come to think of it, my whole life has been a series of what-the-f*** moments. That, uh, that was my out. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 141 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this post-celebration extravaganza. The young, the restless, the multi-eating pizza chowing down man, Mr. Carlos <laughs> Borgoyo. Oh, I'm still a little off. Shit, yeah, so am I. I'm still sluggish from all that fucking food. Oh, man. I feel, I feel just D- like a... Dip beef sandwiches, Oh, dude? fuck everything. I feel oh, like just, I, yeah, just man, rolling. We need to talk about that. Rolling we garbage. Will. Yeah. We will. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the man who also got his first taste of deep dish, Mr. Less is... Hopefully not going to work the door at the next deal event. <laughs> Gonzalez. Why, you had a bad time or something? No, nah, it was great. It was fun. People were reacting like, oh shit, who's this? <laughs> who's this bouncer? No, no, funny. Nobody's going to fuck with that guy. Yeah, no, funny <laughs> enough. Like, what? Rusty was, was helping out. People were asking, do you need to check my bag? Oh, yeah, I heard about People that. People were asking yeah. if, they, if Rusty needed to check his bag. I was like, yeah, Rusty, dude, you should have fucking looked just, at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looked at it, grabbed the 20 out of each pack, uh, each pocket, <laughs> and good. No, Rusty was, a, Rusty was official enough to where people were like, Here's my bag. <laughs> yes, like, I know. That yeah, was that's so why funny. I had to take a seat over here. <laughs> <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. The man who worked the soundboard like Casey Kaysen works the DJ booth. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why Casey Kaysen came up. Not, not Mr. Anymore, yeah. Eric. Is still doing some editing. Shut up. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> Strikes. Now we're going to talk about that in a second. How's everybody doing? This is post-celebration. Still have the celebration hangover. Some con crud all over me. I'm uh, still trying to get Wait, back seriously? to reality. Well, yeah, I felt like shit for the last couple of days. Oh, we'll oh, get into that story yeah. a little bit later, too. Yeah. That was a fucking adventure. Um, but how's it? Eric, I'll start with you. Um, how the hell are you? 
Man, I'm great. I had a great time at Celebration, and it was funny. There was parts of it that were a grind, but when it was time to come home, even my buddy Luke, we talked about, he was like, I can't believe it's over. I'm super bummed. And once I was back in town, I got home in time, just enough time to go pick up my little girl from school, and she wasn't expecting me to be there, and like seeing her eyes light up and come running over to me and hug me. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was the best. It was yeah. such a good day. So that, good. see, that's really cool. That's something cool to come back to, and then you get you get that yeah. rejuvenation. You know what I mean? On that. How about you, Boo? How, yeah. how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm good. I'm still tired. I'm still tired. Uh, what is it? Everything everything worked out, but I'm just exhausted. Got home at like four o'clock. Stayed up for like four more hours. Eight o'clock, it hit me. I slept so good. It was that that dead sleep where you just like if somebody could have. It punched me, and I probably still would have noticed. So that was that was fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm still tired. My feet still hurt, but I'm uh, but I'm okay. That's true. I'm good. Walk, walk like forty miles in like seven days. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't gain like ten pounds because we walked so goddamn. Much. I still gained. I still gained. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I ate so much fucking. I, I I ate so much pizza that I didn't want any more pizza. I never thought I would ever say that in my life. I did not want pizza. Yeah, it was just too much. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'm, while I'm talking to you, Strothers is putting out an action figure of Ray and <laughs> zooming into the camera yeah. and distracting us. He looks good, though. Great. That's yeah, pretty really awesome. Dude. How about you, Les? How, was, uh, how are you feeling this post-celebration? We're going to all get into what our opinions and our little well, adventures, because there, we had some adventures. I'm good. Like. You you weren't like I took a nap as soon as I got home. A long nap. Yeah, actually. you missed I Game went, of Thrones. Buddy. I went to sleep. I woke up at yeah. That's not that's not a nap. That's I got sleep. home and I went to sleep and I think I woke up at like midnight. Wow. And I'm like shit. Game of Thrones is gone over. <laughs> it's all over. Let me go right back to sleep. I like legit woke up, drank some water, went right back to sleep, and then came into work the next day. So <laughs> all good, man. It was. I'm gonna say this now, and I'm sure we're. I'm, I should be waiting, but celebration i'm I'm very spoiled that's all i'm gonna say for now okay you're gonna get into that a little bit later yeah okay i'm fucking tired man and i'm still tired and my mm-hmm. I, my body just shut down and i think there's a reason why it shut down and we'll talk about that when we get into exactly what we did on certain nights man i had a rough one mother of lord of every Sh- every mother day. of shazam <laughs> I, I uh i struggled that last day and i'm trying to figure out exactly why like i drank a lot but not that much the not, well, we'll get into it. We'll get oh, into it. you want to go there? You were, you were pretty drunk. Was I? Was I you were pretty a lot? fucking you were, hammered. You were, the final night, you were bopping around, and yeah. I think at the Steel Show, I think we made eye contact. You are sitting there, and oh, like, yeah, well, I signaled you, no more drinking. And you looked at me, and you go, and you drank one, and I'm like, oh. I literally, you looked at me and said, no more. I was, we'll I talk about it, but I, I was on the, the one of the uh, the panels for Steele's event, the, he asked me if I would come on. I said, absolutely. But I was a little buzzed before he asked me. I was like, damn. A little. I'm going to, yeah. I hope I don't f- act like a fool. So I've, everything worked out well. But I saw Les look at me and just pretty much said, no more drinking. So I, I grabbed my beer and I did a cheers and I drank some more. <laughs> and I, that's what I turned and walked away? Yeah. I said, all right. He's his own man, dude. He did. He did. He did. So this, this, this podcast this week is going to be pretty much a very celebration centric podcast we're going to talk about some things here and there in the world of geekdom like box office game of thrones stuff like that but there's so much star wars shit that came out we have to cover a lot of stuff including the trailer obviously the title and just all our experiences about celebration how great the next celebration is going to be and where it's going to be so this is a very celebration centric and at the end of this podcast i have 
some interviews and some good times with a bunch of podcasters that you have all heard on this podcast before. So we're going to play that at the end to kind of like take us out. And that's about 20, 25 minutes. So, but let's get into just some geekdom this week. Shazam for our box office. Shazam was at number one for the second straight week. And it kicked butt, man. It kicked butt for the second straight week. It's not making like crazy money, but it's doing decent. It really is. I think it's at almost 200 and something million dollars. It made $24 million this week, followed by Little, which I don't know what that is. Do you guys know? Little is the black version of uh, Freaky Friday. Oh, that's it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then Hellboy. Boy, oh boy, Hellboy. It has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is just getting blasted. Blasted. Extremely by crapped everyone. Yeah. And it only made $12 million. So I don't know. If somebody has seen it, please let us know. I don't know if I'm going to venture into this. And I know, Les, you were pretty excited about this before all the reviews have come in so shitty. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see what David Harbour would do and yeah, how the so reboot would work. But now I'm going to have to appreciate the Del Toro movies better. Or more, I mean. Um, and 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 how he used puppetry and like practical effects to pull that off. So you can probably tell a big difference between the directors. Yeah, Shazam is actually at two hundred sixty-three million dollars. It's at a hundred million domestically, one hundred sixty-four million foreign. So it's doing pretty well. All right, I think it's time to dive in to our crazy week that we had, and we had a crazy week. Celebration two thousand nineteen was a huge success. We all had a blast. So, Mr. Strathers, please take it away. Celebration totally ruled. It's There's aspects of basically any situation where you, you can choose to look at some of the minuses, and there certainly were those. But overall, it was a fantastic experience. And while the events of the convention itself were really neat, the coolest part is basically anytime I want to try to tell somebody what it was like, it always involves the people that I was there with and going in and knowing so many people, knowing you guys, even though this was the very first time that the four of us were in one spot at the same time. Right. And, and just all these friends from around the world spend a lot of times with our buddies from Australia Josh Chapman and Andy Campbell and his girlfriend, Steph, and the super, super cool Catherine Neen. Just seeing all these people and hanging out like we've been the best of friends and there's no weirdness about it whatsoever. What, what, great, um, what, what great guys and what great, I mean, just great people in general, those Australian group. I mean, they're, they're, they're like yeah, generally uh, wonderful, wonderful people. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah, glad awesome. we got to meet them, by the way. Yeah. So glad. And I finally... Finally got to meet Emily Lynn. That was a long time oh, coming. Speaking of wonderful people, yes. And and so there were a couple of things that Reed Pop they really tried to improve the entire thing by introducing the panel lottery and doing a couple of other things. And it, it, they stumbled just a hair. But all in all, man, the improvements they made to the process were really good. They genuinely were. The lottery did not work out for me. And maybe there's some tweaks they could do for that. But all in all, still a very, very positive experience. And a neat consolation prize for me personally, I was not able to be in the big room or either of the overflow rooms for the episode nine panel right. at all. I didn't win the lottery. I was going to have to go out and watch it on the convention floor and watch it on the Star Wars show live stage, which 
wasn't a huge deal. They actually did a really good job constructing that area. They had way more TVs, way more screens, pretty good sound, all that stuff. So it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But our buddy, Steel Saunders, asked me to come help him record the interviews that he got to do on Media Row during like the Stefan speak they do afterwards. And so I got to be like two feet away from Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and dude, it was so great and something pretty funny. I took a picture of, of Daisy kind of up close and I sent it to my wife and I said, here's how my day is going right now. (laughs) And she's, she's like, well, what's this all about? And I told her, and I came back with, and boy, that Oscar Isaac is handsome. And she, oh, he she sure said, is. she said, where the hell are the pictures of him? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was the whole, that whole thing was just fantastic. That's amazing. And yeah, man, that, that whole scene ruled. And so I'm sitting here looking at a picture of this and I realize that Daisy Ridley is talking into one of my microphones. I should uh, like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to put that under my pillow. Absolutely. I, I can take the, the, the foam pop filter off and just, you know, carry it in my pocket. Little piece of little piece of, of Daisy Ridley love that is in there. So cool, man. That is so cool. I'm so glad you got to do that, man. That is awesome. It definitely ruled. And like one other quick thing, I don't want to just take this show in a whole, you know, left turn, but I did get an autograph from Erin Kellyman. I think uh-huh. she's the coolest. She played Emphas Nest. And so you guys know who she is and her hair (laughs) is the best i go in there and i she's looking off to her left i come up from her right in the line and then put the picture i want her to sign in front of her and she looks up and the first words out of her mouth to me were i love your hair nice (laughs) and i'm like yeah you do but what (laughs) i what i actually said was thanks i grew up myself uh-huh. Did she laugh? <laughs> oh, she did, man. Well, oh, then cool. I said, but, but I said in all seriousness, I was going to say the same thing to you. Your hair is is so cool. When you took the helmet off in the movie, and I saw, I was, I thought it was really rad. She goes, well, thanks. I grew mine myself too. Uh-huh. And and I'm sure you'll get a very pleasant kick out of this. I gave her some stickers from uh, the Bad Motivators because we have one of Rio Durant, the four armed guy from Solo. And I said, yeah, I do this podcast where we probably spend a little bit too much time talking about how cool you are. And she says, wait a minute, you do a podcast where you talk? (laughs) No way. And I'm like, oh my God, Aaron Kellyman is making fun of me. This is the best day of my life. And then she turned to one of her friends and they were making fun of me too. And I, that's when I knew that, yeah, that she and I are best friends now. Ah, you guys had a moment. What is it? We only roast the ones we love. We only roast the ones we love. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I told her the next day I got a, a picture with her and you know that you're in there for like one tenth of a second. Yeah, we know that. She, yeah. She, yeah. Goes, she goes, hey, it's you again. I said, yeah. When you told me you love my hair yesterday, I've been bragging to everybody about it and nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool, man. Yeah, she was. She, was she seems really cool. She seems like a rad person. That's for sure. She she definitely is. I just I wish her the best of luck. So that's yeah. a really cool role to land at such an early time in her career. Come on, solo live action series. <laughs> or just an empty nest. So That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah let's nest, get that. Well, yeah, series. if we can get that, that'd be fantastic. I mean, it's all dope either way. Yeah, it's all cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you had that great experience, man. So all it in was, all, all in all, you had a blast. I did, man. And we can talk a little bit more uh, in, uh, in the future about 
you know, what, how Reed Pop ran the thing. Yeah. There were some holes in it, but yeah, it, it was the logistics of it, man. They really, they really tried. And just one last thing I'll say about it. Surprisingly, and I'm sure it was a mistake somehow on their part, but the media badge, you could enter panel lotteries with it, but it wasn't eligible for anything else. You couldn't reserve panels with it. Nope. You couldn't do anything. And I'm like, this has to be a mistake. And it was. It wasn't, you have a media badge. We're not going to let you do this. It just it acted like it was a single day pass. Right. For right. The only thing that you could do with it is go to the media lounge, which is just a bunch of, it's just a big room. No. And then, and then you had a special entrance into the actual Wintrust Arena. Did you really? Yeah. So, so going from, going from the convention, going from the convention, you didn't have to go outside because they're the convention center connects right, right to the, the Marriott Hotel, which connects right to the uh, arena right there next to it. Right. So you could have walked through a bridge. Right there, you don't have to go outside. They had they had a special people. Are you for if real? you had your media badge, they just let you walk in. So you didn't have to reserve <sighs> a panel. You could have just walked into every single one. No way. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of annoyed. Did you know that, Eric? No, I yeah. think that's I, I think that's only for media VIP, like what Steel uh, had. Yeah, there's media media VIP. Yeah, there's oh, media VIP where oh. you can go and do the line like you did. You know what I mean? Like do the interviews and stuff like that. Probably, but yeah, but I, I saw it and I was like, damn, I wish I had. I, Taking a Ross's badge, yeah, right, would have been worth a shot. Yeah. You know? yeah, I will tell you the key to those things is to walk around like you own the place. Yep, I try to do that. Just walk, dude. Around, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. I've got the media badge. I make sure it's prominently displayed there because mm-hmm. it would look different than everybody else's. And so I'd flip yep. it around, make sure it's the front, just walk around like I like I was supposed to be there. Right, that's true. I want to try that in Anaheim. Okay. All right, cool, man. So, Boo, give me your experience. It was uh, it was fantastic. It was uh, it was a wonderful experience. Just like Shredder is saying, being with everybody, knowing people, meeting so many people. You know what is it? I, I showed my parents a group picture that we had taken. I think it was Sunday, and I told them there's like ten or fifteen people that weren't there, and it was like a group of like twenty twenty five of us. Right. That was that. We were rolling about forty deep. Yeah. When I said that to myself, I was like, "Holy shit, that's a lot of fucking people." We would have needed. You know, like a like a fucking grandstand. You know, we're taking a class picture kind of shit to yeah. get everybody in there. That was nuts. Yeah, meeting everybody. I'm I'm not gonna go over names because I I'm gonna miss like half of them. So just yes. everybody we met. You know, just everybody was fantastic. Hang out with everybody at Echo Base. All that. I would give a huge shout out to Aaron Boyd for setting that up. Kudos to you, man. Great job. It was an awesome spot. Um, just everybody, you know, everybody who helped us out, Claire for being our tour guide for Chicago. Oh, I have a kind of, oh, oh yeah, I have a bone to pick with Miss ah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything. Everybody was great. The whole, the whole city was really nice. The whole yeah. city was really, everybody was really nice in it. All the Uber drivers that we had lifts took a fuck ton of them. All of them were super nice. Everybody was yeah. really, really helpful. Uh, just fantastic experience. And I do have to admit with Struthers that it, it was, Run better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a giant clusterfuck. Yeah, I, me too. I thought this entire thing was going to crash and burn. Yep. They did a great job. They had very good employees. The security was great. Yeah, just overall fantastic. Brittany and I had a great time. You know, it, it was wonderful being in a, in a new city you know, with everybody, especially with her and all that. Yeah. The snow was really cool. First time I ever touched snow. Yeah, I saw that picture. Made, <laughs> made a couple of snowballs. That's very cool. May, may have taken out a window or two, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, so mm-hmm. just a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was it's fantastic. Time. Great, yeah, great, Mr. Gonzalez. This was your first celebration, 
and it's going to completely ruin future celebrations for me. Aww. Why do you think? Why do you think? Because I got into everything. I didn't get to stay for everything, but I was attached to a group that was that won all the lotteries. Fucking lucky man. No overnight line, so I didn't have to suffer through that, quote, rite of passage. Everything was great, man. Getting to meet people, people coming up to me, talking, you know, getting to meet Calvin. Shouts out to him. Uh, that your first time meeting Calvin? Yeah. Shouts out to uh, Eric Hansen. Yeah. Coming through Clutch, giving us, helping us get a room and place to sleep for a couple of nights. Man, oh man. Eric came. What, what a huge come up that was. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Eric. Meeting all the Australians, meeting all the English people, meeting all the, just everyone, meeting, uh, hanging out with Struthers again. Meeting King Tom Chansky. Holy the crap. Let's talk. Oh, about that's King right. Tom. Was really cool. Oh, and my God. I'm going to say meeting Carl, meeting, uh, I could go on about the names and stuff like that, but being able to, you know, have Jason a drink Carl, here Jason's there, brother. The highlight for me, hanging out at the Steel Live event felt very comfortable for me. It felt like, okay, this whole thing, here we all are. All of us, we get to do the California shows. Everybody promotes. They do the hyper chats, you know, from across the nation. But we're all here. Mm. We're all hanging out together. And to hear King Tom basically leave a voicemail in real life <laughs> yeah, was yeah. actually pretty cool. I mean, that part right there, and him going, you know, however. And then, like, you know, actually asking. I got a my, question. My question is. My question is. And hearing him talk, and I'm like, oh, this is great, man. Like, I'm watching this dude literally leave a live voicemail. I wish we had more time. We had to come back. Yeah, I wish we were there for the Mandalorian less. The Mandalorian would have been a cool panel. Uh, Getting those t-shirts were cool. Being in Chicago for the first time in my life, too, was actually a pretty cool thing, too. The cool thing is that we got to see, because of the Uber rides, we got to see Soldier Field. We got to see the Bean. We got to see Wrigley. We got to see pretty much everything and all the major landmarks, Grant Park, of Chicago. So that was kind of cool, at least for us to... To see and drive by and be in those areas. And then my my final takeaway, what I kept saying to everyone, especially after the episode nine panel, is now I kind of, now I understand. Like, I get it now. (laughs) I completely understand the tears of joy. I understand the emotions. I understand all of that. When you're at celebration or when you're passionate about something and you're rewarded for your passion. Right. You're rewarded for your love, your devotion to something I get it. I completely understand and sympathize. But now I know. And I am with you guys now. You're one of us, Les. You're one of us. I'm on my, on my way to living Star Wars. Yeah, buddy. That's the, that, you know what? I think that if Lucasfilm just listened to this, that's exactly what they wanted to hear. Is that your first time and you felt that connection that everybody else has felt. Like people like don't understand. It's the hardest thing for me coming back home was I want to talk about Everything that I saw, the majority of the people don't really give a shit. And I'm, I feel like, all right, I'm just going to be like talking to who about this anymore. You know, of course, uh, people, so our guys at our work love Star Wars, but not to the extent that we do. You know what I mean? They didn't go to Chicago. They didn't spend fly, five exactly. days. Yeah. Well, one of our guys has been, been at a celebration himself. And oh, okay. He really loves Star Wars. Yeah, but, I went with them. Uh, but yes, I completely understand. I understand where the, I feel the rush now. I feel the heartbeat. You got the goosebumps. I did. Okay. I had the goosebumps. Uh, Aaron, I was next to Aaron Boyd and King Tom when the episode nine panel, when they rolled the trailer footage. Nice. And Hawsey, right? Hawes uh, and Jesse were a couple of seats over and Johnny. Johnny, of course. Yeah. And I clasped 
Aaron Boyd's shoulder, and then I looked over, and King Tom and I shared a quick like mm-hmm. look. Like I had one of those too. Here we go. And then we look forward at the, and then we look forward right there, and I'm like, okay, I get it, man. There's a connection here, and it's it was really awesome. Yeah, I had the same type of feeling. I, I I've been to celebrations before. This one was a little bit different. Being on the network now and being at that celebration and knowing so many people on Twitter and on Facebook or whatever, people that listen to us and people that come up to us and want to talk to us, I find it as a family, like all of us. Everybody that was at that Steel event or any all the people that were hanging out at Echo Base and the people that were hanging out every single day at a specific location on the convention center floor by the beers, we kind of kind of connected. And I think that's the best thing about this fandom. Steel asked me to be on the, you know, a couple hours before it started. And I left the panel doing a cheers because I felt like this is exactly what Star Wars fandom is about. Not all the negative bullshit and the two or 3% that want to start stupid conversations. It's about exactly what we did for those days. Not being able to meet King Tom for two years and then having that experience of him walking through the Hyatt Regency doors and me running up to him and giving him a big hug, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Meeting our friends from Australia. And I'm, I, I know I'm going to leave out a bunch of people's names. So like Boo said, I, please don't get offended. Every person that we hung out with, we had a, an entire, I mean, we had a blast with you. And I cannot wait to do this all over again in Anaheim because it's going to be awesome. And for us to be from Southern California, it's going to make us proud to see you guys here in our hometown. I don't know if that sounds cheesy, but we absolutely cannot wait. And the read pop guys, you know, I was very much of you. We need to do an overnight line. We got to, we got to experience that together, but doing it the way they did it and they pulled it off. I want this thing in Anaheim the same exact way. Oh yeah. They, and they'll streamline it hopefully and make it a, a little bit better. Cause a lot of people that did miss out. Yeah. We feel for you guys, but it, so it worked out. It did it definitely worked out. And also having the Sith list all in the same spot at the same time was one of the coolest things for me. Uh, being next to Eric, being next to Boo and Les, and King Tom towering above us, behind us. Um, <laughs> uh, it was the absolute coolest thing. And we put pictures up on Twitter. And I'm going to put all these pictures up on our Sithless.net of all the different cool people we got to meet. And Steel's event, man. And Les, you're right. At Steel's event, there was a point where I was in the back looking at 150 or 200 people, I don't know what the amount was, but... We, we were at capacity. We were at capacity, and then some, uh, because he sold some extra tickets, yes. right? We were, we were fire, fire guys who came in here and be like, everybody out. Right. That was one of the coolest Star Wars experiences, because everybody knew everybody, and mm-hmm. we all experienced things in the last couple of days together. It was just super, super, super cool. Only thing that I have a regret on is drinking that god-awful, forsaken, malarkey... Malarkey Malarkey. I won't even say the real name. Miss Claire Stribling, who has this like whole pitch of a story that like she has it down to a science because I heard it maybe 95 times that weekend. But that's okay because I ended up taking three shots of this Malarkey Malarkey. That's that's your fault. But here's the weird thing. I took three shots the prior night and it was god awful, but it didn't mess me up. I took one shot of it at Steel's event and for people that don't know, Les and I had to travel pretty much instantly after Steel's event to yeah. the airport. No sleep. We brought our bags to the event with no sleep. <laughs> we were, I was drunk, and I don't know how I got through security, to tell you the truth. We got on our plane, and then halfway through, I woke up pitch black everywhere. Obviously, it was in the middle of the night, everybody's sleeping. And then I noticed 
that I had motion sickness because there was some turbulence. So I had to get up and run to the bathroom. You, did, you didn't use the barf bag? Well, no, because those barf bags don't work because they're small. <laughs> I, I, this is awful. You know those amazing beanies that we got? No. No, no, no. Oh, hold oh. on. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, no, no. The... the the Star Wars spelt out. Yes, yeah, those yeah, amazing those beanies that we got. Beanies that, beautiful uh, beanies. Andy and Campbell they, and him had. And right? saved my life. And, and yeah. they gave me their last one. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I had to grab it because I was afraid that I was going to puke on somebody on my way. Because I was in the middle of the plane. Thank the maker that it didn't come to that. And I got to save the beanie. But I pretty much threw up 90% of my bodily fluid for the next 30, 40 minutes on the plane. And then mm-hmm. I had to come back and try to sleep. And that didn't. It was just a horrific mess on that plane. I actually slept very well. Yeah, you did. I look over behind me. I was like, how is this, how is this dude even, because Les, we went back to Steele's hotel room. I drank some rosé too. Les drank some more wine and rosé after the fact. So I don't know how that happened, but. I almost had a moment, but it didn't. I kind of wobbled and I go, I'm just going to close my eyes. And I was pretty much asleep through the whole thing. Well, we got home safe and sound. Yes. We got home during the Mandalorian panel and everything was going good until John Favreau says, we're going to um, stop it for the streaming audience right now. And I was hey, like, cut us off. fuck you all that are there. How dare you? You missed some shit. Yeah. yeah but then luckily I got to see it afterwards. But so experience was amazing and I cannot wait to do it all over again in 2020. And I probably going to have little Malik with me somewhere. It's great. Which is going to be his first experience. So it's going to be wonderful. And then Carlos, uh, Rusty and I need to take Noah Outlaw for... Oh, dump, yeah. A, a four by four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, need, we to, need to show him some SoCal. Yeah, there were some in and out arguments going on. And, oh, yeah. And what a great guy Noah Outlaw is. Yes. He's coming on in May, by the way. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Great kid. Yeah, he's going to be here in December for uh, yeah. for episode nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, we can name every single person, but you guys were all awesome and you were amazing. And, and keep up whatever you're doing with this fandom because this is the best fandom in the world. So yeah, our celebration experiences were fantastic. And if you are a fan of Star Wars and you live in the West Coast or you live anywhere in the world that you're listening, please try to make your way to Anaheim. Because remember, you're going to be able to go to Galaxy's Edge as well by that time. So No, no they won't. No, they won't. Well, <laughs> There'll be a massive line. There's a line from now to all the way after celebration. But hear me out on this. Maybe they'll do a special after hours night for celebration attendees. If you get into the panel. Well, not if you get to panel. Oh, for everybody? Well, think about it. Mm. Think about this. About fifty to 60,000 people go. Yeah. fifty to 60,000 is a pretty decent day at Disneyland. They can fit everybody in after hours, and you can still have a great time. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping more. Maybe if we say it a lot, it'll happen. Yeah, right. I, I was hoping to get more out of that panel than just a, a sh- uh, shitty t-shirt. This is Oh, the, that panel. Yeah, yeah, that panel is garbage. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about that panel. So let's get into some stuff now. That's our amazing celebration time. Uh, let's get into some stuff about what was in the content of celebration because there was some shit, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And there was the episode nine panel. And I got to experience that episode nine panel sitting next to Boo and Brittany and Rusty and Mike Pappas, Pappas. and Benjamin Hart and oh, they had a Randy moment, and yeah. Jason and Tashi. We had a big group and it was uh, Emily Lynn and Colleen and everybody behind us. But there was a moment there when... We heard the laughter that I looked at Mike Pappas. He looked at me, and then Benjamin Hart looked right at us, and Mike Pappas started jumping up and down like he was at a rave. It was the coolest moment, and I'll never forget the look on their face when we heard what we heard. Now, we're going to play the trailer right now, and after we play the trailer, we're going to kind of break down 
what we see in the trailer, because there's a lot going on in this trailer. So let's play the long-awaited, anticipated Episode 9 teaser. I actually help her with this ADR. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making it weird. Sorry. <laughs> And remember, episode seven started with the same breathing. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. She looks so much more polished. Doesn't she? Yeah. I agree. She's very lean. Her face is really lean. I love this shot because this is straight Lawrence of Arabia and they mentioned on the panel that they filmed it exactly in that spot. Oh. And the crazy thing about that shot is that they do the thing to get the speed and then still the TIE fighter is just going so much away. faster. Yeah. Oh, it's sick. So crazy. This is, to me, this is a straight anime move, right, Les? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, that's so God, cool. Goosebumps. Now, this ship, we're going to talk about this ship in a second. We're not sure about it. Ah, come on. And I, we're going to talk about yep. Kylo Ren Let's see. knocking down some Knights of Ren, maybe. And, of course, Billy D looking like a G. I love that's my favorite scene. chills right there uh, that gave me and chills this part right here where it just opens up in the rise of skywalker we were all fucking wrong <laughs> except for one guy uh except for one guy on twitter five years six years ago man so there you have it that was the seven trailer. years ago seven years ago yeah that was the trailer for episode nine we were waiting for this how long have we been talking about this how long have we been guessing what the title was and it, i think it all paid off because one of the best trailers I've ever seen. And that was just a teaser, by the way, guys. I know my favorite's The Phantom Menace. Me and Johnny were talking about it. Phantom Menace trailers, the very first one is so fucking good. And it starts off very much like that. Every story has a legend. Man. There are so many shots in there that just blow me away. Oh. They, when it happened, you know, like I mentioned, I had to watch it on my phone because they had it on a, a oh, TV right. up, right. up in that media room. But I was, But the thing is, I had my in-ears in. Like my, my in-ear monitors that I perform with, so they re- sound really good. So I could listen to it very well. Uh, visually, it's great. I love seeing the action sequences. I love how many like little tiny things that are in there that make you wonder. For example, we see an A-wing crashing over what looks like. It doesn't look like a regular Star Destroyer to me. It looks like one of the Clone Wars destroyers, if you take a look at it. You see the ship that you said we'll talk about this in a little bit. You see the flip that Ray does at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many questions about that sequence because of how she's calming herself and getting herself focused and like waiting for this to happen. It almost makes you wonder if this is some sort of training sequence as opposed to being yeah. under attack. Right, right, right. Um, 
the you see a, uh, hands putting Kylo Ren's helmet back together that aren't his. They're very, very fuzzy, right? Hairy hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the gloves that you see in the shot in the tie, like at the Tie Fighter controls in that that section where Ray jumps over the Tie Fighter. Yeah. Those are definitely basically the same as what Kylo was wearing in Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. But again. It, you know the the cut to the controls doesn't necessarily match that scene. That might have been taken yeah, from something. It doesn't else. have to be that exact scene, right? Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, man, it's it's really amazing getting the the emperor's laugh and then the title reveal. <sighs> it's all so good. Now, one thing that really sticks out to me, and every time I watch the trailer, I hit this line and hope that I'll get some sort of revelation. Luke says in his in the voiceover that we'll we will always be with you. Yes. So, you know who's we exactly? Are we gonna are we gonna see are we gonna see Anakin Force Ghost Anakin? Oh man, that would be oh. pretty rad. Well, we all we all obviously love this thing, right? Everybody was dying. So let's look, instead of talking about how much we love it because we did, why don't we just start diving into these points that Eric's making to see what our opinions are on this? The beginning of the scene. It's an amazing sequence, and it's very visually appealing. But is it an actual situation that she's been in or, or getting into, or is it a training sequence? What do you what, guys think what, about What this? I'm going to say is I either think she is going to – either that thing is atta- – if it's attacking her, she's jumping onto it to slice it open with the lightsaber wow. and then rip out the pilot. That would be my – if it's attacking and it's war – but if it goes to the Kylo redemption kind of thing and he's flying, that's his personal TIE fighter and he's flying it, then that's her jumping on to ride it into the fray. Right. Yeah. Either way is badass. Either way is going to be dope. I think, I don't know what she could be training for besides just using her force powers. Uh, Cause if it was, if it was a training sequence, any other, any other first order pilot would just shoot her from a distance. I don't. I don't get why somebody would want to, you know, bulldoze her down and make her a hood ornament kind of thing. So I think the only one who would want to do that would be Kylo Ren. He's the only one who would actually be angry enough to do that. So I, I don't think it's a training sequence. Okay, it might be might be a dream or something or something like that. But I don't think a training sequence. No, man, it's really hard to say. I there's just not enough context. There's elements that could point you either way. And the only reason I say that it could be is the way she's sort of just trying to steady herself and the deep breathing and all that stuff. Maybe like it seems like maybe they've been doing it over and over, that sort of thing. Okay, let's do this again. Let's go again. But uh, that doesn't seem particularly plausible, but, but who knows? You're right. You can't really get it, anything out of this other than it's just such a badass shot. It, it is it's so cool, man. Exceptionally rad, I it think, is, is really the best cool. way to describe it. Now, the ship that we see in, flying into the clouds, there's a lot of rumors that is very, very similar to what we see in Episode 7, leaving Jakku and dropping off Rey and taking off on her. You can't exactly tell, but that's pretty close. Well, I saw a side-by-side. and What do you think? If you can grab, like if you can... If you can pause the video when it's really tied up on it on the frame, there's a lot of similarities to the back of it. The spacing of the engines, the 
the shape of the the short-ish wings that you see leaving either side of the craft, and then that ridge in the middle. Now, the angle you're seeing it at is completely different, but you, I mean, you can extrapolate it and have a look and see mm-hmm. that it's it's got some distinct similarities. Now, it's going toward a planet that I don't think that we've seen. I think it's Black Spire Outpost. Yeah, I think, that's, I think it's I think it's about two. That'd be cool. That's definitely a good possibility because you know they're going to work that in there, right? Right. And if you look at the picture, you can see it kind of has that look to it, but in the dark. Obviously, we've never seen Batu in the dark. Galaxy's Edge, the drone shots are always during the day, so it very well can be. That would be very cool. I think I see a falafel stand <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, it, so won't be called, it, it won't be called falafel, that's for sure, over there. But can, but can you see the Coca-Cola stand? Where they give the there's, little, there's a bunch of Coca-Cola. There's a bunch of Coca-Cola stands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just, just wondering, because that that's really important to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! If people don't know what we're talking about, the Galaxy's Edge panel was pretty much a big Coca-Cola commercial. So that's what we're uh, referring to. Okay, then we get to see Kylo kind of hunting down and effing up, fucking up one of his nights of rent. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that because if it, once again, if you break down this trailer and you, and you zoom into that shot, you look at his face. He doesn't have the scars. Is that right? He, yeah, he doesn't have the scars. But, but it could be a flashback. Exactly. That could be a flashback. And what a lot of people are saying is that it might be a flashback to Snoke telling him, you have to separate yourself. Uh-huh. You have to prove to me that you are, you are willing and worthy of my, of my you know, uh, what is it? Uh, tutelage? Yeah, tutelage. That, that kind of thing. Kill them all. Interesting. I don't know. So I, I'm not sure if it is the Knights of Ren or just Kylo doing evil shit to somebody. I don't know. Awesome scene though that fucking body slam using really using cool. the, uh, the 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 uh, the exhaust the rock bottom yeah yeah the rock bottom <laughs> but using the exhaust port from the uh, from his lightsaber just and you see you see when he lands that guy's cut open oh yeah that guy's just fucking it's not like fully sliced through but he's he's down I'm like oh fuck yeah he's down for the count I think it's a Knights of Ren I think it's a flashback I think it's when he takes apart the Knights of Ren but that would suck if we don't get to see the Knights of Ren other than them dying mm-hmm. that'd be kind of weird. There's a restoration of the helmet. That's the next scene. But it's, you, you pretty much already talked about it. It's, it's not Kylo Ren restoring it. It's somebody else that has like fuzzy hands or fuzzy arms. And, and that's Kylo's helmet that was destroyed in episode eight. He's restoring it for episode nine. And we see that um, in this trailer. I hope he wears it. I hope he wears it. Uh, acting wise, it's better for, for him to have it off. But awesome wise, he needs to have it on. He's so. such a good actor that he's yeah. still good with it on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Then we they're all on like a like on a rock or a hill or something. Poe and Finn and I think C three PO. Finn has Ray's staff. Yeah. I mean, which is which is cool. And then we get a shot of BB eight and we get a shot of Dio. Yeah, and Dio was very underwhelming at when we were watching it at the panel. I think everybody was like, "Oh, okay." Um, but I think seeing him or her or whatever this droid is, I think on screen we're gonna really like it. I think it's going to be the. The, the fun little aspect to this this episode. I think people are going to really, really dig Dio by the end of this thing. Can we talk about uh, Oscar Isaac's look? Yeah, like swashbuckling. He looks like, Look, looks like uh, Brendan Fraser ex- from The Mummy. Exactly. I saw like that. Indiana I was like, Jones. Awesome. But Love it. Love the scarf. Yeah, Love the everything whole, about like, it. 1930s Egyptian Tomb Raider kind of thing. Yeah, it looked pretty sick. Oh, so, so cool. Yeah, he is the ultimate like movie star. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. he has that, right. as the French say, je ne sais quoi. Banache. Banache. 
Next scene, a great scene, and the one that made everybody pretty much stand up and just get out of their seat was Lando. Lando yes. in hyperspace and him laughing like he did. Oh, my gosh. And are we going to see him look at the Falcon and say, hey, L3, can yes. you imagine? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, he has to talk to her, yes. Oh, my gosh. Hey, little lady, or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. right? Hey, sexy. Yeah. Oh, don't take it too far. <laughs> back, baby. Calm down. Calm down. I'm back, baby. Yeah, he <laughs> starts rubbing on her a little oh, bit. I'm back, weird. baby. A little weird. Yeah, he's like, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And by the way, thank continuation you. Continuation of the Calrissian Chronicle. Less and I want to thank <laughs> Mr. King Tom, who gave us the opportunity to stand right next to him because we got a picture with him. That was one of my boyhood. Yes, thank you very much. Boy- boyhood dreams, goal. Mr. Jansky. So thank you very, very much. That was unbelievable. And he's a smooth son of a bitch, let me tell you. Oh, he, he was the best part of that panel. Oh, he was. He was, he was the best really part good. of that panel. He was, he's like, he did anybody good. die? I've always been Lando. Oh, it's so good. And what are you guys talking about the A-Wing crashing? Are you talking about the A-Wing crashing onto the desert? Yeah, you, you, you see it. It's been hit, and it's on its way down. Okay, yeah, that's it, what crashes. Yeah, but yeah, you don't really... That, that's, the one, that's the one that I was talking about, where if you look at it, it looks like it's a bit of like a Clone Wars kind of A-Wing, where it looks a bit older. So what that might mean is the resistance is kind of using old shit. Grab, yeah, grabbing anything that fucking yeah, flies. That makes still, sense. That kind of thing. That yeah. makes sense. And, and then, then they're they're at a point of no disarray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to grab anything. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wait a minute. Wait a wait a wait a minute. We missed the stormtrooper with the jetpack. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, is that where you guys? Are? I don't know where a wing you guys are talking about. It's it's a quick scene. You you see that it's been shot. No, it's the, fire and smoking. It, yeah, it it comes after. It's like in front of a. You can see the sun, and it's sort of going past it. It comes after the segment where they're on the skiff in the desert. It comes after that. Okay, I didn't see that. That's amazing. The one that they're on the skiff in the desert is one of my favorite shots because cool. it just looks very Return of the Jedi and Indiana Jones. It reminded and, me a lot of Indiana Jones of just you know the escape and people chasing and you know yeah being shot at yeah yeah. But the one before that, Eric's right. It's. That one is the one with the stormtroopers, right? That are flying some. What the hell are they flying? Kind of like the the first shot looks like it's fucking Harry Potter. They're flying brooms. Dude, I was just gonna say that same oh, thing. It looks that, like he's on a broom. Yeah, that's, that's it hit good. me. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then you see the second guy. You see the the actual jetpack behind him. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Flying with jetpacks. Yeah. Okay, man. I'm, I've seen this trailer like twenty times, and I haven't noticed that yet. <laughs> Jesus. The medallion that we're looking at for the next scene is most likely Luke or Hans from Yavin. Definitely not Chewie's. <laughs> um, right. Does Carrie looking at it? Or is that Ray looking at it? Um, I'm looking at the hands. hands. I think it's Carrie, yeah. The hands don't look quite old enough to be Carrie's hands. But I will say this. They used a, a like a hand double for her in several scenes oh, in okay. the, the Last Jedi. Either that or it was filmed completely out of sequence, which, I mean, not that that isn't unheard of either, but, it, like, it, there's one scene where they show Carrie plain as day, and her nails are, like, all banged up, and then they show her touching something, and uh, it okay. was completely different hands. Of course, well, now, hang on. This is breaking news. I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal on what I just said. I'm zoomed in on the picture of of the frame grab of of Leia and Ray hugging. Mm-hmm. So and if I. you look if you look at the shape of her, of Carrie's left hand, 
look at her thumb and look at this is really getting deep now but look at the we're looking the at the ridge thumbs. down it's exactly the same the, shape the ridge the ridge down from her knuckle down towards her nail bed and then back that's it's like makes like this kind of <laughs> like if you drew the most generic drawing of a seagull you could imagine flying that's what it would look like right, right. and then go go back to that other image and it's it's I'm pretty sure it's the same. That's investigating content right I know, there. This, is, this has been Hands with Struther. I just now, did a hand job. Oh. <laughs> well done, sir. Well I was done. just trying to save you from having to make the joke. <laughs> You're one step ahead of me. Son of a bitch. Now, this, this embrace that they have together is not the same exact one we see in episode seven. We assume. Okay. The, I mean, I would have to, I would have to blitz through there to see, because when she greets her, she's in episode seven, she's wearing that outfit. It looks like. Yeah, I know. I remember that exact outfit. So I wonder if I planted this one. I remember. I don't remember. You see the, that ring she's wearing in that shot or not. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good pull. If we can find out. And then we see all of our heroes together. We see Chewie, we see BB-8, we see R2, Ray, Poe, and Finn staring at what looks like the remnants of the Death Star. Now, this opens up a shit ton of things because are we, are we, are they in we. the planet? It's, it's we. Are we all <laughs> in the planet moon of Endor? Are we in Endor? Are we in a different planet? Endor actually is a gas planet. Okay. Endor is a gas planet so that the forest moon is, is habitable. So Endor is not. But ah. about the other planets, I have no fucking okay, idea. So that, okay, so because it's a gas planet, it cannot be just Endor. No. But I was talking to somebody today. It could be the planet moon of Endor and just the areas that we haven't been to. Oh, yeah, because Endor has water on it. If, if if you look up Endor, it has water on it, so uh-huh. it could very well be there. Man, I wonder if we see some Ewoks then <coughs> run around like a champ. <sighs> I hope not. Still does. I fucking hope not. <laughs> and then obviously it ends with in the most epic of ways some laughter, and that is. <laughs> now there's theories and rumors, and we're going to be doing this for the next eight months. On is he really going to be in the film? Is his voice going to be in the film? Is his presence just going to be in this film? I think he's going to be in the film. Really? Yeah. I, I think he's going to be in the film. I want him to be. I really want him to be alive and there and kicking ass. I don't think so. I think that I think his evilness and his connection to the dark side is so powerful that he's just kind of imbued himself to the Death Star. Because it, there's been times where other Sith people have, not just holocrons, but actual objects. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Darth Vader might be in his helmet. There's other people who are attached to certain weapons, stuff like that. It's something that they really cared for. There's something that they're really attached to. Well, I know in he the- was super attached to the fucking Death Star. That was, he was. his That was his bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I know in, in, the, in a lot of the books, and, the, and Eric can talk about this, is there's a group of sect of people that collect these relics and some of them are for that reason, Mm -hmm. but they don't go into exactly if they are embedded inside those relics. Do you know anything about that, Eric, about the books and stuff like that? Yeah. So in the most recent example that I can think of is in the Vader comic that we briefly talked about when it was a 25 issue run, there was this, this helmet of this Sith 
called Moment. And what he it, dude, I you just have to read it. I can't explain it in a way that's going to be that can do it any sort of justice. But the gist of it is, is that he <laughs> left and part of his essence in this this mask. And when people would put it on, he would essentially possess them. Wow! And he was the he was the architect behind Vader's castle. Oh, okay, on Mustafar. Yeah, and so what was happening is Vader went there to find it to to figure out where to build it. The Emperor sent this mask there. They people are drawn to it because they're obsessed by its power. They put it on. Suddenly, they're possessed by this guy. Then Vader's using that for moment through the vessel of whoever's wearing the mask to design his domicile. But then it ends up driving the person crazy and Vader has to kill him one after the other after wow. the other. And then the guy basically finally like somehow breaks through the fabric of, of death and it becomes a whole thing. There's some great, great comic visuals in that if you want to cool. check it out. Yeah. But but yeah, so that that was a thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I think we're going to see him because my perception is that his level of force usage is more powerful than anybody's. Yeah. So if he, like Struther said, he'll be able to. I think he'll be able to actually break the fabric, right of of death and be able to re. I don't want to say reanimate, but maybe he. I mean, yeah. He'll be back. I think he'll be back. I don't know about Force Ghost, but I think he'll come back in some way where he can actually physically manifest himself and actually do some damage. Yeah, I think so, too. There's two things that, that help him coming back. Um, what is it? He's the only one to talk about cheating death, mm-hmm. coming back from life, all that. And he says, I didn't learn it. You know, he's an asshole, so he might have lied to you know Darth Vader or Anakin the entire time and actually been able to figure it out. You know, the the thing that hurts is why did it take some take him so long? Someone as boastful as he is and you know, cocky and all that would have been back and you know, fucking up shit for a while. Well, maybe he needed the force to reawaken. I guess. And then but also J uh JJ Abrams has said he was on set. He was there. He was there. He was there. He said it, yeah. Yeah. So he is he has confirmed that he was there. So you're only there for a couple reasons to say hi or to work. So he's not just in a in a sound booth, you know, giving his voice and things like that. No, he's makes an appearance. It might have been just to do a hologram or a, or a Force Ghost or Sith Ghost, whatever you fucking want to call it. But he, we are going to see him, yeah, yeah in some fashion, either flesh and blood or an evil Sith person, ghost thing, whatever it is. Not just the voice. So we will see Ian McDermott in Episode Nine. Wow, whichever way that is, we don't know. That is crazy to think. And him coming out and dropping and did roll it again. Oh, so good. Doing a drop mic was pretty epic. Pretty epic. Well, actually, he didn't drop the mic. He, he, yeah, he did. No, he just, he just pretended to. He just pretended oh, to and he, brought it down to oh, the side. Oh, he didn't drop it? So the way the footage but, looks, he doesn't drop it, which would have been dope. Yeah, everybody around me is like, he just dropped the no, mic he drop. he just stuck his hand out, said roll it again, and then just let his hand fall. Uh, so oh. it looks like a mic drop, but uh, it was a still powerful as okay, hell, dude. Cool. Don't, don't get me wrong. Was, the moment was still dope, dude. It was awesome. It was a, such a great trailer, man. It was such a great teaser, and I can't wait for the next one. And maybe the next one we'll see Luke. Maybe we'll we'll. I don't think we'll see Palpatine. 
in the next trailer. And I, we got an email from Nathaniel, Mr. Nathaniel Gold, our buddy, and we pretty much answered his question right here. He goes, hey, guys, welcome back for Celebration. I hope you had a fantastic time. So based on the trailer, it appears that Palpatine is back. Fucking amazing. Do you think the laugh at the end of the trailer indicates that he will be back in physical form or that his legacy will be looming over our heroes? Also, do you think we'll get an answer on who the hell Snoke was and how he was so powerful? Keep up the good work, Nathaniel. Thank you, Nathaniel. Uh, we answered that first question uh, for the last 15 minutes, but I think we might find out who Snoke is in this. I think a quick reference or something, and maybe the Emperor kind of used him, uh, manifested in him or used him for something, and he just like makes fun of him real quick, saying how such a weakling he is. But we're going to hear about Snoke, I have a feeling. What do you think, Eric? I think so. Yeah. It's definitely something that I understand both sides of the argument, but I mean, because I've said the same thing myself. Well, look, I wanted to know more about him, but nobody in universe is asking about who he is. They already know. Everybody already knew who the emperor was in the original trilogy. And it wasn't constantly a, well, where did he come from? Blah, blah, blah. But the reason it actually matters is that they've, what they've done in canon to talk about the Sith and how there's only two and, Here's basically where they come from. So it's one of those things where you do want to know, well, how did they, how did they get there? Where did he come from? Because according to our understanding, here's the list of rules that apply to this. So it would be, it would be good to know. And I think it's something that they'll probably address on some level. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. Thank you for the email, buddy. We have an On the Throne with King Tom, and I pretty much, I haven't listened to it, but I would have to guarantee that it's going to be about Celebration or this episode nine. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I want to start out by saying I had a fantastic time at celebration last say, week. getting to know yeah. and hang out with you guys other friends in the podcast community listeners random people and i met a lot of people there were people who were there that i didn't get to meet and there were people who weren't there that i wanted to meet whether you were there or not i hope that you all felt the positivity and love for star wars and for our community that just permeated the whole convention because it was great and i wish there was a way that we could do this more regularly or more easily. But this week, I'd like to talk about a few things kind of related, something that came out of Celebration, something that came out in a Disney investor call on Thursday. That's when Disney unveiled more details about their upcoming streaming service, Disney+, and they announced that Marvel is going to have a number of shows on the service that directly continue the stories of characters introduced in the MCU. This is kind of like what we've seen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter, but it's more of a direct continuation of stories in the movies. Maybe not main characters, but upper tier characters like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Vision and Wanda, Loki. These characters, their stories are going to continue on the streaming service. 
we found out that they're going to be taking a similar approach with Star Wars, where we're going to be getting the Mandalorian series, we're going to be getting the Cassian series, and Kathleen Kennedy announced at Celebration in an interview that we won't get a Star Wars movie in 2020, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm starting to try and accept, and maybe (laughs) even 2021, that the visual narrative of Star Wars will continue on Disney+. Plus. So here we have two large franchises taking the streaming service as a means of conveying their or continuing their main narrative. And and I'm thinking that, yes, we've seen this with Netflix, with shows like Stranger Things, but for something that is primarily movie-based, to elevate their streaming offerings in this way is very different for us as fans because we're not used to one big event happening at, happening at a movie theater. This is rather something that's coming out in 8, 10, 12, 16 episodes, maybe not at a time, but it's still something that we're going to be following. And not only can we watch it when it first airs, but we can go back and watch it in the comfort of our own home. So I'm wondering if you guys have any different takes on them taking this approach. I think it's great that it will allow them to tell more stories, and hopefully the production values continue to be high. I think it's just going to be a bit of a change if you're used to going to the movie theaters to see these big stories. But at the same time, more people, albeit the people who are paying to see this, but more people will get to see this more frequently. Anyway, I look forward to seeing what you guys have to say. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk with you later. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, King Tom. Great, great, great question. I miss King Tom. I know, I miss him too. King Tom, thank you, for the, by the way, for being the first person to ask a question at Steel's event, because when I was sitting there, I was a little nervous. I looked up and I saw you, and that was a very, very calming feeling that went through me. And then I looked to my left, and it was Eric Struthers. And I looked to my right, it was Emily Lind. And I was like, I love everybody. <laughs> and I was drunk. So great question. Um, I particularly am I'm a fan of taking one year off of the movies and to focus on the live stream. But I am not a fan of taking two years off of the movies at all. Um, I do know that Benioff and Weiss usually take a ton of time making their stuff. We all know that, right? So does Ryan Johnson. So does Ryan Johnson. So we got a lot of stuff coming up in the uh, pipeline. And hopefully we'll learn about and maybe see some pre-production stuff in Anaheim next year, hopefully. Um, But I am very excited about The Mandalorian, which we're not going to be able to talk about The Mandalorian this week because we're running out of time. But we will dive into it next week. There's just so much stuff. And the Fallen Order video game looked pretty amazing. We'll talk about that as well. But I am very excited about The Mandalorian. And if you saw the trailer, you know why. It looks amazing. And I think the Cassian is going to be, the Cassian show is going to be awesome too because Alan Tudyk's back as well. And that's that's going to be kind of a cool thing to see K2SO and Cassian doing their thing. The movie thing, let me tell you this though. I am not a fan if they decide to put a one-off movie on Netflix Star Wars movie because I watched Triple Frontier this weekend. So one thing I did, I was very excited about Triple Frontier until I pressed play on my remote control and noticed that it was garbage. And I was so <laughs> bummed out. I was so bummed out that they got all of these A plus actors to play in such a shit movie. It was so upsetting. And I watched it from start to finish thinking that it was going to get better and better. The first five minutes kicked ass because they're, Doing the whole cartel thing was really cool. And then I don't even know what happened. Like character development was non-existent. People started going off on each other for no the reason. The story within the story is what you're supposed to watch and be able to take away from that. 
fucking a- awful missed opportunity, missed of, opportunity a of a movie. Exactly what I thought. Jeez. And then I got to think, can we really name a really good Netflix film? Can, there, there, like there which are. one? Because I've asked this question today to multiple people. Can, Bird Box is really good. It wasn't great. It was good. Okay. Uh, okay. Name me one. Netflix original film one off that was awesome. They're not they're not fantastic. They're not great. Exactly. They are good. Okay, t- that's the, I, I'm not asking that though. You I know. Give me I, a fantastic or great. I, I can't. But Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mud was great. And Beast of No Nation was great. I saw the see Beast of No Nation. I haven't really seen Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Beast of No Nation was really good. So Okay, I haven't seen Beast of No Nation. There, so I can't talk towards that one. There's hit or misses. What it I'm seems like say, there's a lot more misses than hits. What, what I'm going to say, though, in, and thank you for saying that, is the strength of Disney as a whole is what I've noticed is they've gotten onto or they've, they've gotten hip to the fact of uh, continuity and story groups are going to keep pushing continuity. You're talking about the Marvel stuff that's coming out with yes. live stream Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I would say with the Star Wars stuff that they may take and, and use to carry on or at least expand. Sure. And this is how they're going to do their expanded universe. I think it's in good hands. I'm okay. Oh no, I 100% King Tommy. They're in great hands. And, and I'm just okay. Don't give me a one-off movie. Beanie Off and Weiss doing their thing. The Mandalorian looks like it's going to be great. <sighs> we talked about uh, Eric meeting Aaron Kellyman, and we got an Infus Nest oh, kind of thing. There's so many different stories they can bring that can run a, as the undercurrent to the major movies and still set the tone, keep the 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 momentum going, keep yeah. the thing flowing. I have Netflix is just getting movies and putting them together. I think Disney has sat back and watched the streaming game for quite some time, and now they're like, "We've acquired everything. Get ready." Like, well, just look it, at look just look at who they picked to do the Mandalorian. Exactly. Not only to be the showrunners, but also to direct. Oh yeah, yeah. And that yeah. says a lot right there. So yeah, Eric, what do you think about this? Taking a year off, um, of course, we're not fans of it. But I, th- I think it's a necessary uh, evil right now. They got to decompress. They really do. And focus on the streaming stuff. I, I think you're right. They well, I mean, because look what happened. You, we had two movies come out really close together, and I think that that kind of put a damper on what they can do going forward. And honestly, e- e- the gap between Solo and Episode Nine, I think is going to be indicative of what we'll continue to see. It's the expansion of the gap as opposed to closing it up. And it really needed it just to sort of recover from all that. And I think going forward, especially when you end, you know, the saga, the Skywalker saga like this, you, you, you sort of have to sit on that. At least that's how it would be for me. Now, if they made another movie, would I definitely go see it? Absolutely. But I do think it's wise to kind of let it simmer a little bit, make it so that whenever that next movie does come out in the theater, it has a little bit of a chance to be a major moment again, that it's every single time is a huge ordeal that blows the doors off of the theater goers. Uh, agreed. Yeah, no, and, and Struthers hit on, a, on an interesting point is that this is the end of the saga. This is the end of the last 40 years. This is be brand new territory <laughs> that we've never seen, whether it's way in the past, way in the future, different part of the galaxy, whatever you want to, wherever or whenever you want to put it, this is something different. Brand new characters. There's no more, there'll be no more close to, but no more Skywalkers, no more people that we know, 
no more familiar faces. It'd be a brand new thing going on, which is crazy. So if they need to take time in order to make this work and make it right, absolutely. Because this is this is un, uncharted territory. We have yeah, no really idea is. what's going to happen. You could ask somebody else, yeah, you know, the nice little republic, great. Who's going to be in it? What characters? Where? When are they going to be? Where? What are they going to yeah, be The familiarity doing? is not going to be there at all. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if they need time, absolutely, absolutely, take the time. And you know, and, and all the all the TV shows, and you know, you know, creating continuity and stuff like that. It one, it's a great business practice because it makes people want to buy it because they want to be filled in on everything. They they don't want to miss any tidbits. Oh, did you see this scene? It connects this and that and that and that and that. Great, great business idea. But also, it keeps. The in between, it keeps everybody still in the flow, in you know, in the groove of things of remembering these characters. Oh, I still like this guy. Oh yeah, his movie's coming out soon. Great, I gotta watch the show or something like that. It just keeps everybody still on the same track. So yeah, yeah so so all, all the shows and everything like that, absolutely. Yeah, you know, gun ho. It was interesting to me also that that Marvel decided to let us know what shows are coming out before Endgame comes out, even though it's a continuation of the, all the stories. Here we go again, Marvel. Fucking it up and telling us what happens before it happens. Jesus, you don't see you don't see a Lucasfilm doing it, do you, Boo? Yeah, they, well, because because uh, no, half of them haven't been snapped out of existence. <laughs> That's why. Hey, Cassian's dead. Yeah, but we're not getting a continuation. Oh, obviously, you don't know that. <laughs> I know you don't know because nobody's ever gone. A, nobody's ever really gone. Oh, All right. oh, okay, good point. All right, nobody's ever really gone. If fucking Palpatine can laugh, Cassian can be over there and be a dick and say, I've, I've been doing this for fucking years. <laughs> right? K2 is probably not so there you're either. saying Cassian's going to be in episode nine. That's what you're saying? You never know. You never know. All right? Yeah. <laughs> they they survived the beach. All right? They survived on the beach. The, 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 the explosion stopped right before them. How about that? Huh? Huh? Now you're talking like a Marvel studio head. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Nobody, we need more money. Nobody's dead. Yeah, bring them all back. Bring them back. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, King Tom, for that. And thank you for listening to this Star Wars talk and this uh, amazing time we had a celebration. We're going to shift gears and finish this next segment to Game of Thrones. And then we're going to play. Who cares about that? Yeah, yeah come on. We're only waiting a year and a half. Come on. But, you know, let's talk. If you don't want to get spoiled and if you're binging it right now and trying to binge it later, please um, forward about 10 minutes because we're going to focus right here on Game of Thrones, episode one. It was a great episode, in my opinion. A lot of setting up. Well, that's if we only have six I more mean, episodes after this. My God. This entire episode has to be all set up. Oh yeah, the train's rolling and we're going. They didn't have trains back then. Uh, Whatever the the dragon or the horse is at full full trot or flying at full speed, whatever you want. Speaking of that, speaking of that, so okay, let's dive into this really quick. Yeah, let's just do the tells and see what your opinions are. Jon Snow and Arya meet. He used to be taller. How did you sneak up on me? How did you survive a knife through the heart? I didn't. You still have it. Needle. Have you ever used it? Once or twice. Valyrian steel. Jealous? Too heavy for me. Where were you before? I could have used your help with Sansa. She doesn't like your queen, does she? 
Sansa thinks she's smarter than everyone. She's the smartest person I've ever met. Well, you're defending her. <laughs> you. I'm defending our family. So is she. I'm her family too. Don't forget that. I thought that was one of the best moments of the series because I've been waiting for them to meet this entire time. Just unbelievable. It was great. Obviously, Jon Snow and Danny are madly in love with each other, correct? So much so that somebody's getting jealous, unless you were talking about that, correct? Oh, hell no, man. You got a giant red-eyed black dragon pissed off. Do you see that? It, it wasn't pissed. Animals make sexy time awkward. Well, that's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yes, that's absolutely yeah. right. Yes. Kissing and then both of them looking over like, oh, hey, little Pluto wants to join in the fun. And, and you look back and it's like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's a dragon, dude. That fucking dragon. Yeah, he did not look happy. Did not. Drogon did not look happy. Dude. No. Well, because he probably smells that they're they're both family members. That's why. Yeah. No, he's going to fucking brag Jon Snow. <laughs> and Jon Snow, I think, is beginning uh, to realize that he has a connection with those dragons, right? Not ev- nobody lets a dragon. I mean, the dragons don't let Targaryen. Only Targaryen. Only Targaryens can fly dragons, right? And that's kind of a, a precursor to Sam telling John the, yeah. the end of the episode, pretty much telling him, "Hey, I know we're jumping around here, but it's stuff that's coming to my head, uh, John, that he actually is a Targaryen." I bent the knee. I'm not king in the north anymore. I'm not talking about the king in the north. I'm talking about the king of the bloody seven kingdoms. Bran and I worked it out. I had a high septum's diary. Bran had whatever Bran has. What are you talking about? Your mother was Lyanna Stark. And your father, your real father, was Rhaegar Targaryen. You've never been a bastard. You are Aegon Targaryen, true heir to the Iron Throne. He doesn't believe it at first, but you can tell he knows it. Mm-hmm. And then also trying to figure out if Daenerys is the rightful king morally mm-hmm. because of what he did to Sam's dad and brother. Yeah, but but I saw a thing where it said John has executed people as well. Well, he said that himself. I've executed yeah. people, mm-hmm. but he Sam did say, but you've also saved people, and so has Daenerys. Yeah, well, she yeah, she, she, she freed everybody. a ton of slaves, right? Yeah, no, that's that's the cost of of being. In, in power, king or queen, whatever you want to be, lord of the north, king of the whatever you want it to be, whatever. You have to make tough decisions. You have to sit with those, but you also have to, you know, say, I did it and I do it again. You don't question me. Right. That kind of thing. So, yeah. So, I, I, I don't think, I think Sam, he, he, he is right to be pissed, but that's the cost of doing business, especially in Game of Thrones. That's the cost of war. You know, his brother and his dad made a decision. And they chose, and then she she did what she had to do. Did she have to kill them? I think so. I think so. You can't have somebody not bend the knee. No, you know this. That's what the Game of Thrones is about. You know, you're sitting on the Iron Throne. You bend the knee. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Well, and, 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 and there's that, no question. At that moment, though, they were in full blown. War, yeah, they they just so, won the battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was a full blown battle, and it's like, listen, you can either be defiant or pay the price, and they paid the price. Basically, what this episode showed was just all the ripple effects of everyone's decisions. You yeah. just can't let shit go. 
Lady Mormont, who every time I see her She's on screen is I'm like, this little chick's a badass, she is. dude. I, 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 I want to show just about her. And right. amazing. And she's like, You left the King of the North. What the hell are you now? Like you came back just this fancy pants, whatever. They yeah, they they did not like John returning without being triumphantly no, they did not. the king in the north. They don't get it though. They don't get it. Like he said, this stuff Because they haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll see it and she'll be like, Okay, I I get it. You're you were right. Fuck fuck everything else. Take take the banners, take it all. Yeah. That doesn't matter. That's terrifying. I, I, you got it. Yeah, whatever you need. I just need. like the, yeah. basically everybody, as much as John and Tyrion and Daenerys are like, guys, uh, there's some crazy shit going on. Everybody else is like, well, we haven't seen it, and we are, we don't give a shit. We've been, the people in the North have been slaughtered. They've been dealing with betrayals and Left starving and, right, yeah. and, you know, just if, if their own upheavals, houses going against each other killing each other off. I mean, we, the great house Umber is gone. Yeah, it's totally gone. It's totally gone now. Watching uh, Arya meet, re, uh, meet up with all her companions again. Mm, that was very cool. Everyone she crossed paths with, so obviously emotionally meeting with John, then looking at the Hound and going, yeah, whatever. And, and the Hound showing her respect, like, I respect you, and I can tell you're a killer. Then seeing Gendry and Arya, you know, and their little banter and the, the bond they had from when they were traveling, when they were basically prisoners, and then got like you know escaped, let go. Their old roller coaster. Can we talk about the the army of the dead? You know the uh, when Tormon and Beric company meet up with Dolores Ed at the at the abandoned castle at Umber. Yeah, let's do it. Because I had a theory. I want to hear Abu's thoughts on this theory. Ooh, that little ar- the army was dead here. Fire logo that we've all also seen in yeah, the snow other times. Yeah, with bodies. That yeah. makes me makes me. I mean, really think the Night King is a Targaryen because that symbol. Is very very similar to the Targaryen seal. Oh, the spinning or, or the, the, the three the, dragon, the multiple heads. dragon heads, and yeah. If you're, if you're, I brought it up on the screen so you can look at. And that dragon lets the Night King fly him. That is a very good point. Never thought about that. You, you probably even in death, they'd probably be like, "Nah, dog, you're not, yeah, not you're dog. Not, you're not. You're, it. Not, you're not a Targaryen." Yeah. So I wonder. And every time he looks at John, he looks at him and he a, recognizes it, kind of in a weird way, in a mm-hmm. different way. I'm not saying he, maybe he's a Targaryen from way back when. Way back when. Yeah, because your first theory was that he was Rhaegar, but I'm like, no, unless it's like it can't be Rhaegar. Very yeah, you're right. Because yeah. Robert made sure he yeah. destroyed yeah. Rhaegar. Yeah. Hammer to the chest. So I, you're done. I wonder. I mean, it's, I'm just putting it out there. I haven't heard that one yet from anybody. That would be cool. I, I, I get what you're saying. That would be cool. That'd be very cool, actually. It, it, it would be good. It would be good if he just doesn't care about the throne. He doesn't want to be on it. He just kind of wants to destroy it or just eliminate it or something like that because he is after something, someone or something. It might not be the throne. It might be just total destruction. Fuck this. Fuck all that, that, that that's been built. This is all, you know, I was, I was, you know, created by something and I'm going to destroy what created me, you know, or, 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 yeah. what, or the reason why I'm here. I mean, he might just be just on a hell bent, you know, to, to destroy everything and everyone. Yeah, right. that that is pretty cool. That'd be That'd cool. Be, it'd be a hell. Of a I twist. just want to throw it out there on episode this episode, on the first episode. If it does happen next episode, I go, you hey, called it. I said, you called it. Okay, kind of like the guy in seven years ago that called it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you uh, rise like, of Skywalker. Yeah, you're only like a month uh, and a half out. Yeah, and then um, how is it that Cersei is just like fuck it? I'm gonna kill everybody, so I'm gonna send the friend. Braun to kill Tyrion and Jamie. 
Because she's that dirty. Because she is just fucking horrible. She's just a bitch. What a horrible She's great, dude. though. But it was a great episode. Even though there was a lot of action, it was a lot of setup. And I thought, and the last, very last scene where creepy ass brand. Of, the, the brand stares everywhere. The brand stares. He shows up everywhere. So little creepy ass. Tells, uh, I don't know who he tells. I'm waiting for an old friend. And he looks for Jamie Lannister. And Jamie Lannister looks at him very shocked. So it's set up for a great next episode. That, that's another setup. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's coming together and everybody has all these animosities, like I was saying. And there's all this. So there's Bran and Jamie. There's Arya and her people. There's everybody going, we don't like this southern chick with their dragons coming through. Yeah, it's, oh, they're going to have to do a lot more bonding together before they can actually truly fight this thing. All right, guys. Well, that was uh, some Game of Thrones talk. We got uh, in-depth there for a little bit. It's going to be a great season, unfortunately, the last season, but it's going to be a great one. Okay, so before we head out, Mr. Strothers, sorry we had to put you through that Game of Thrones talk. That's all right, man. That's okay. I hope we are kind of informing you what's going on without you watching it, at least. But where can people listen to your great podcast and listen to some great Star Wars Celebration content on The Bad Motivators? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely check out The Bad Motivators. Any place fine podcasts are found and not fine podcasts. That's why we're there. We we covered Celebration in our pretty unique Bad Motivators fashion. And uh, we got to talk to some people just about their reactions and about how they felt about Celebration as a whole and everything else. So be sure to be sure definitely to check that out. Yeah, please check that out. And also everybody else on our network... Um, I don't think we did our breakdown of our network, but listen to Blue Harvest. They recorded a shit ton. Rogue One recorded a shit ton. Now there's a podcast and recorded a shit ton. And we were all in pretty much on all their podcasts. So if you want to hear us, we're on their podcast as well. So check them out. They got all kinds of content, just like the Bad Motivators did every day. So it's some great stuff and even more in depth than we did. Trust me. Um, so check them out. Boo, where can people find you on Twitter? At the Seth List, Boo. And Mr. Gonzalez. At Less Is More 78. And you can find me at The Sith List. Now, we are going to end this with the recordings that we did while we were at Celebration. We got to record a bunch of different things. There's only going to be about 20-something minutes. So enjoy the uh, Star Wars Celebration interviews and fun talk. And we talk a lot about the different titles, and you can tell how wrong we are. And by the way, we really love The Rise of Skywalker. It just sounds badass. Catch you next week on episode 142 of The Sith List. This is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to... What? We are in Chicago... At Celebration. Actually, we're not at Celebration. We are at a bar. We're not even at a bar. What's this place called? Luminati's. Luminati's. Not like Illuminati's. Here, about to eat some deep dish pizza, hanging out with all the wonderful people in the Star Wars community. And right next to me is the man that I call El Hombre. The man with the beautiful golden locks. The man who has been recording and editing and carrying a 90-pound bag like Andre the Giant all day, Mr. Eric Struthers. Eric, we're going to go to you. How has your first day been? Man, it was great. I had a good time just hanging out with everybody and checking out the convention floor. I like the idea of a preview day. It gives you a chance to walk around. There's not a lot of stress of needing to be at a certain place by a certain time. 
Uh, I suspect that tomorrow's probably going to be a lot crazier in there. You know, the attendance is obviously going to be much higher. The way the convention floor is laid out is really good. And for anybody that is, when are you putting this out? Can I just say something? Oh, no, I, I was sort of like just looking at my phone and I felt like I had a podcast playing like like on my laptop or something. I could just hear a podcast and then I realized it was happening like next to me live. Oh, it's... Yeah, so the nice thing is you for people who aren't going to be in the panels and they're not going to be in the overflow rooms. The way they've done the Star Wars stage this year is really cool. It's very big. There are multiple large screens that basically point in every possible direction. So even if you're watching the big stuff from out there, you're going to be able to see what's going on. And I, I think that is really an important thing for to make sure everybody gets it, the, what they're wanting out of this. Yeah, I thought the uh, actual floor plan was awesome. Compared to where we were in Orlando, it's a lot better. It's open space. I mean, we hung out as a massive group in this area, and nobody was really much, pretty much around us. And we just hung out, got to talk. It was fantastic. It was a great time. So tomorrow is going to be badass. And the tomorrow's panel... We all know we're going to get a trailer. We're going to get a title. We don't have to guess anymore. We don't have to make our predictions. It's all coming down, okay? I'm still hoping it's the last. The last hope is the title. Eric Struthers' guess was my favorite. We also have the one and only Mr. Steel Saunders over here. How was your first day at SWCC? Uh, it was awesome. I just feel like a pinball. I was telling that before. I just, it's so, to get your bearings and say hello to everyone and try to work out what's going on and then, then then tally signing in the corner of the whole building that that threw me around so yeah it was awesome like i can't wait my day's hopefully ending a lot better than it started so um it started very not well self-inflicted not well so um but yeah it's like such a great vibe like people just like bumping into people around the world and stuff, good costumes. Uh, yeah, loving it, loving it. Yeah, it was a great first day, a very good first day. And we're gonna end this thing off with Mr. Johnny Grosso, the man who brings the heat like no other. Mr. Grosso, how was your first day here? Yeah, I am loving it. I'm having a great time. I'm getting stared at by a handsome dude. I hope to look that good when I'm 70. Now he's like 40. Um, yeah, man, it's been great. Uh, I'm still waiting on the panels, but uh, other than that, it's good. I got I got three awesome roommates. They're sexy. I'm totally going to spoon with Araj. Maybe climb in with Les. I haven't decided yet. And, of course, there's always Eric. But, uh, yeah, it's good. He's not even listening to me. I guess you'll listen to this when you edit. I said some awesome shit. It was legit. All right, guys. Over and out. All right. So we are – this is part two of – our little celebration trip, and we have a bunch of people here that you guys might remember, and you guys might know. We have Les Gonzalez right here. Les hasn't even been on the mic yet. Les, how was your first day of Star Wars Celebration? What was your first experience? It's full of lots of flaky, deep dish pizza crust. A lot of crust, a lot of pepperoni, a lot of waiting in line to make sure my badge is good to go, which still isn't good to go, but tomorrow's a better day, so we'll have fun tomorrow. Tomorrow is a better day because tomorrow is the day where we do the panel 
And we do a thing. I think <laughs> Steel's on it. He's doing his thing. I'm going to go to Calvin. You guys have heard Calvin on the show. Steve is here. Calvin's here. Haas is here. King Tom is here. Calvin, how was your first day today, buddy? Hung over and, yeah, we just walked around. Did you buy anything? I did not. I didn't buy anything either. I bought two Goose Island beverages, beers, but other than that, I didn't buy anything. But I do know one person that has bought a bunch of stuff, but amazing stuff. Waiting in line for hours. We got the Boots and Boogie behind me. Mr. Haas Burkhardt is sitting right next to me. Haas, how was your first day? What did you get? My first day, honestly, mainly consisted of sitting in line at the Celebration Show store, and uh, I got some cool exclusives, but after almost four hours of being in line, I, uh, I kind of lost all day to that. It was a bit of a bummer. Yeah, we didn't see you all day, and everybody kept saying, hey, he's stuck in line, he's stuck in line, but you know, we just chilled and hung out at that little area, so you didn't miss much, my man. So I'm glad you got all this stuff you needed to get. Okay, question for you before we go tomorrow. What is your guess on what the title is going to be? What could be the wackiest thing you ever heard? Just give me give me something that comes to the top of your head. Star Wars Episode Nine: Star Wars Untitled, a Star Wars story. I've heard that before. N- not this. Not the. You're not super original, except for the a Star Wars story part. I haven't heard that yet. And today was a crazy day because we got to meet somebody that you've heard on this podcast every single week, weekend and week out. He's either on the podcast or he has on the throne, Mister King Tom, otherwise known as Tom Chansky. Tom Chansky, how was your day? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it, w- it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit overwhelming on the senses at times, but it was a lot of fun. Did you buy anything? I bought a uh, knockoff McRib. Nice. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. Knockoff McRib. You got an autograph, though. I got an <laughs> I just kept the mic to my mouth. I got an autograph from Ken Lung, who was Admiral Stratora in The Force Awakens and Miles from Lost. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed very nice. He had a nice hat on, by the way. Yes. We also have somebody here that I haven't seen in a long time. First time I met him, Steve D, the man, the myth, the legend. Steve, how was your first? Did you? You were. I didn't see you on the floor, even though I heard I was right next to you. Somebody's like Steve D was here, and I said, "Where?" I was in the vicinity of the beer stand where kind of everyone had been congregating. The highlight of my day was actually figuring out how to get into the line for the Funko Lottery winners, which I I won the lottery for. I bought every pop they had only because. There were people in line hitting me up to buy pops for them, and immediately, you know. Yeah, that happens here. Once you once you get that approval that you can go buy merchandise, everybody and their mothers all of a sudden become your friends. What's your favorite Funko Pop that you got today? Definitely Darth Maul. That was the convention exclusive. Along, I got Watto, but I wheeled that out to somebody else, and I stumbled upon General Grievous. That was good. That's an older pop, but I needed him. It wasn't the best price point, but I'm on vacation, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, when you're on vacation, who gives a shit, right? Real quick, guess on what the title is for tomorrow's episode nine. Um, episode nine, Raylo of our lives. <laughs> Raylo of our lives. I love it. Now, the walk of life is on behind me. Dire Straits. You can't go wrong with Dire Straits. And you can't go wrong with the one and only Rebecca O'Hanlon, who is the most wonderful person in the world. And she is sitting next to me, or standing next to me, with a beer in her hand. And Rebecca, how was your first day of Star Wars Celebration? It was overwhelming in the best way. Yeah. There's so many people. 
And it's just crazy being in a room with thousands of people and everybody loves Star Wars. And then all of the different shops that are Star Wars themed. It's just like the promised land. It's wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. And how cool was it that a bunch of people knew who you were because they listened to your amazing podcast? Tell people what your podcast is called and where they can hear your podcast. It's called You're Creepy. And you can find us on anywhere where there's podcasts. Or on Twitter at your creepy or what is it? Uh, you creepy at you creepy guys at you creepy and we're at a hotel right now. We're drinking at a hotel that is known to be haunted. And Hawes is staying at this hotel. And there's already some haunted weird shit that went down last night. We can't get into it because Jesse will kill me. Jesse will kill me if I tell you what she did last night in the hallways. I'm not going to go into it. I just won't go into it. But but we do have it. The co-host of this wonderful podcast that Rebecca just talked about. Jesse, how was your first day of celebration? Uh, it's been awesome so far, um, except for like a little bit of line waiting. Uh, it's been great. We waited in line to buy some shit from the celebration store. That was like three hours to get checked out. But everything else has been great. I'm so happy to see everyone that's here. Yeah. And this place we were just talking about is a little bit crazy, a little bit haunted. And they didn't know that when they booked it, but they know it now. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to the Sith List. When we are here at Star Wars Celebration, and we're here with some amazing people. We got Randy Laduduche from Not This Podcast, and we have Tashi here. We have Les, obviously, you know, I'm from the Sith List, and we have Noah Outlaw. And uh, we're talking kinds of great stuff. So one shot they want to see in the preview tomorrow. One shot. It could be anything. Pick a little a, a close up on Leia, Lando, something. What's their thing? Noah Outlaw, I will start with you, my friend. What's going on, guys? Um, all right, so what I think the title will be, I think it's gonna be Will of the Force. I like we were talking about. I don't think I don't want it to be, but I think I think that's that's the best bet right now. I think you know what I mean. Um, and what I want the title to be, I don't want it to have the word Force in it because it's already happened. I want something like with a lot of power, like like Les was talking about a minute ago, um, like we were talking about, and. I want something just powerful. I don't even know. I don't even have the words, but I want something like the resistance or something. Like, I, resistance would be, be cool in the title because people still call them the rebels all the time. And so I think, you know, setting that tone for the resistance would be cool. Um, and one shot that I'd like to see. One shot. One shot. Um, I would love to see Ray and Kylo having like this big epic final duel. Like a nice shot of that, like clashing lightsabers, something like that. I think that would be ideal for sure. Right, right. All right. Randy, how about you, buddy? Um, Just for the record, Noah took all my answers. Yeah, I think um, as far as the scene, I I definitely want to see like a Kylo Ray shot. That new costume she has is fucking badass, and I think it's going to look awesome when it's active. Um, And that hell, I like the new Kylo helmet with all the fucking breakage on it, his little fit helmet. But the name, nah, it better not be Will of the Forest, man. If it's Will of the Forest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that chair out of its thing. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna say, they were all right. The Last Jedi sucks. I'm done, and I'm gonna walk out of there. I'm gonna get my poster first because that shit's eBay gold right there, man. True story. Okay, what's up? It's Tashi. Um, I have no idea what I think the title might be. Um, I don't want it to be the Will of the Forest. I don't feel like that resonates with anything. It doesn't make me feel any type of way. Um. Yeah, that's. But what if it's a story about them like getting like Palpatine's fortune? Oh my God! Wow. Um. That's a, that's the MacGuffin. The will. Palpatine's yeah. will. 
I don't know. I just want a name that like ties everything together, kind of like I feel like an ending point, just something like that. Simple. Thank you, thank you. Um, I don't know, man. If will, if will of the force is the title, I mean, I could roll with that. I'm not. I have no real issue with it. I can roll with it. I'm okay with that. But if I'm not mistaken, the last two titles are supposed to be like a sentence, right? Like the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Like. Can we, the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, can we finish that sentence off? That would be something more for me. How about a final victory? Can we just get like a real? Yeah, the final victory? It's the last one. We don't want to see it on a trailer. No, no. Oh, in the trailer. Oh, okay. I mean, in the movie. Wow. Okay. Okay. In the movie. Yeah. Let's like do that. But in the trailer, uh, maybe like a battle, like hardened, you know, a battle weary Finn. Like, just coming up out of, like, some shit and just, like, shaking it off. And you're like, okay, that, that right there works for me. Or any of them. Finn, Ray, Poe. It'd be pretty dope to, like, see them, like, you know, come through some, like, just barely get by. And then all of a sudden, whoo. And you're like, okay, we're good. Right. We're going to get, like, one good shot of, like, a nice space battle in the trailer. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sorry. I just spilled some shit. You know, remember the, remember the scene at Force Awakens? Remember the trailer when the, when the Millennium Falcon does a loop-de-loop? Yeah. I mean, and everybody got goosebumps. That's the kind of thing I want to see. But I want to see Finn, and I want to see Ray, and I want to see Poe in the Falcon yes. doing that. That would be amazing. When I, when I talk about like shots, like I want to be surprised. I'm talking about like that that Star Destroyer scene. That at the first, that that like those shots are like you're never gonna get those shots. Those are so hard to come by. You have to earn those shots. I want one of those shots. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the post viewing of. The unbelievable trailer and the episode nine panel here at Star Wars Celebration. We saw the trailer as uh, by the time you hear this, as pretty much all of you have seen maybe a zillion times. We actually just got back to the hotel room and we watched the trailer four times in a row and we're trying to dissect it. We're not going to get into dissecting the entire trailer. Excuse me. But we will get some opinions on the trailer, what people thought about it. And we have Mr. Johnny Grosso first on the docket here to give his opinion on the title and on the uh, trailer. The Rise of Skywalker. So I'm definitely holding true to my theory since I've seen sep episode 7 in 2015 that Rey is a Skywalker. Uh, absolutely loved the teaser trailer. Uh, I used to think that The Phantom Menace was my favorite teaser trailer. And I know I'm still in like, the euphoria of seeing like the episode 9 teaser, so obviously this can change like in a few months, but... I don't think it will. I think this is probably the best Star Wars teaser trailer we've ever gotten. Uh, because I held on to the Phantom Menace teaser as being my favorite for a long, long, long time. My least favorite, actually, Arage, was uh, The Last Jedi. Because when you really like look at The Last Jedi teaser that we saw in Celebration, like I loved it at the time because, you know, overnight and excited and the Jedi must end. But that was really it. Nothing really happened in that trailer teaser trailer. But you look at this teaser trailer, oh my God. Like wall to wall excitement and and possible storylines and I don't know like how far you want me to go into this like do you just want to take it a little bit by bit so what I took away with it was because um, you know I don't know if you guys listen to Rogue One please do as one with a W but I've been saying since the beginning and, and Hawes beats me up for it and as well as a lot of people beat me up for it that Ray is a Skywalker and they always quote books and it can't happen this and that da 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 and I'm like you know what 
like I just believe it with my bones. Like I'm not really good at arguing with empirical evidence and I don't I don't read the books and I can't disprove or, or, or approve it, but I always felt it in my bones. And I'm not saying this teaser trailer makes me right, but it sure as heck doesn't make me wrong. And uh, Crazy Town Occupancy 1 just got a few more people moving in to Ray is a Skywalker on the island. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, a couple, do you want to go into theories why she sure, can be? Yeah, All right, so just real quick, um, a couple theories on how Ray could be a Skywalker. Uh, Ray could be still the daughter of Leia, but not Han. I mean, hello. It's 2019, not a big deal. Plus, uh, everyone wants to quote me the books. The books said they were like separated for 10 years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a good look in general. Things might happen. That's, that's theory one. Theory two, now that you're introducing Palpatine back into the sequel trilogy, as you know, you know, through the prequels that the midichlorians can be finessed to have a virgin birth. That's how Anakin got here through Shmi Skywalker. So maybe Leia was the vessel and Palpatine was playing with some midichlorians in her belly and out comes Rey. And then now it's easy. Like Rey, uh, excuse me, General Leia hides Rey because she's she sees what's happening to Kylo. So she doesn't want Rey on the radar. So she hides her off and, and puts her on Jakku. And... Um, and that's that's really it. And then the rest of it is just badass action, dude. Kylo looks amazing. The shots look amazing. Lando looks amazing. Everything else is just fan service. I just loved everything. Yeah, I did too, man. I didn't, and this at least gives you the credibility of this could possibly happen and it might happen, which is uh, something that I didn't think we'd even be get near. So well done, Mr. Grasso, if this is actually the case. But at least, yeah, you have a... Fighting chance. You have somebody, you have a bunch of people in your corner. <laughs> no, exactly. Now, what my theory is, and I haven't told Eric this, I don't think, um, but my theory is that Luke Skywalker gets resurrected. And Jason Ward of Now This Podcast he was bringing this up a while ago that um, we think that Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker will get resurrected. And thus, if you resurrect the light side, the dark side gets resurrected as well, bringing Palpatine into the picture. And once they find out that happened, they have to go find out where he is and maybe find his remnants or something. And that's where we see the Death Star in that water. And that's where his remnants would be, obviously. But I mean, that's a you know, long shot, but that's what my theory is. In the trailer, it was one of the, one of the greatest Star Wars trailers I've ever seen. And I, I agree with Johnny on that one. It was unreal to be in that building. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, let's have something to say. <sighs> Evidently, Les really loved it. He was all about it. You might have just heard that. How interested he was in this trailer. Les is really tired, so he was taking a little nap. But I will say this. Les got to be in the main room with Mr. Grosso and Mr. Burkhart and Mr. Boyd and Mr. King Tom and Jesse and all that. And he had a blast and he loved it. And he said he finally feels like how we all felt when we watched these trailers. He's like one of us now. But Mr. Eric Hansen, what was your initial take on this thing? And Love the trailer. Was okay. Love the title. What what's it all about to you? Loved the trailer. Thought it was amazing. Love the title. The Rise of Skywalker. That just wow. So in the we've been watching the trailer a couple of times and there's this line every generation has a legend and my legend was Luke Skywalker because I'm OG and what this meant to me 
is Ray is that legend for a new generation, and she's a legend to me. But I thought that that was awesome. Uh, one of the wow moments was that Death Star. Like, there you are, you're listening, you're watching, and then all of a sudden there's this object in the water, and I'm like, is that the Death Star? Blew my mind. And then it ends with Palpatine laughing. And so I have a whole bunch of questions, and I love all the speculation I'm hearing because it just makes my mind pop more, and things like, where did Palpatine come from? What's going on with Luke? We didn't see Luke in this trailer. So is he a force ghost? What's going on? Um, who, who is Kylo mowing down when he's mowing down someone with his lightsaber? All kinds of questions. And I can't wait to hear all the speculation in the weeks and months ahead. Yeah. Thank you, buddy, for that. And that's that. these questions are, we have so many questions about now because not only do we have questions of when Luke is saying that we, that we taught you everything we knew, we know pretty much, right? Who is he referring to? Him and Yoda? Is he talking about Anakin in the picture? Is he talking about Qui-Gon in the picture? Who is we? Is the books pretty much? He's referring to the books. So we have that. We have who is Kylo? It looked like Kylo is bringing down the Knights of Ren to me, which is very odd in itself. So we have that question. We have the question of at the end of it, we hear, we hear um, Luke saying, you're never really gone, right? Or something like that. And then we hear Palpatine's laughter, which drove everybody crazy. And it was just, I don't know. And, and what, question for you guys, that that little shot of Leia and Ray is that from eight when she comes back after, uh, or is that after seven? I think that that's, from seven. that's from seven, isn't it? So that we didn't see any new, we didn't see any new footage of Leia whatsoever. No, it's, it's new as far as we didn't see it. We never saw that? No, because, uh, and again, this actually helps my theory uh, that that Rey came from Leia. You know, uh, Rey is a Skywalker. Rey is the daughter of Leia. They were holding each other embrace, and like Rey was weeping uncontrollably. That's not, I'm going to go fight Kylo and I might die weeping. That's like, you left me on Jakku, but I forgive you, and I know it's for my better own good. Interesting. That is very interesting. Okay. So that also helps your claim, maybe. God, if we, if Johnny Crosso is right, we are not going to end. Uh, we are going to hear this thing for the rest of our lives. Star and this is the last Star Wars. So he's done. Kabosh, gone. Game over. Yeah, exactly. Holy hell. I kind of want it to happen just because I want to, I want to see the Twitterverse and, and Rogue One Pod. I want to listen to Rogue One Pod for the rest of my life. Listening to Johnny just fucking call out that he was right on this. Yeah, it definitely will be the intro. But so, yeah, I hope you guys loved it as much as we loved it because we absolutely loved it. So thank you for listening and over now and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Luke Skywalker, the simple farm boy, had realized his dream and proved himself a leader in the rebel cause. <laughs>